Welcome to Dice Heist, where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. My name is Bronson, playing Adam Vadova, our rogue wizard of the group. Uh, I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? What's up, everyone? My name is Aaron. I play Bertram Dirtstride, and uh, you know, it's 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 only like a end of the world kind of end of a city kind of event. That's all. That's all. That's it. <laughs> Over to you, Nick. Yeah, hey guys, I'm Nick. I play uh, Dirk Vilgoth, the arcane trickster. And uh, yeah, he got uh, a little confused last time, fell off of a, our vehicle, but they, they came back for him. So we're, we're good now. We're good. Escaping almost certain doom. Uh, and going to see uh, what other chaos is in store for us today. Over to you, DM. Hey guys, I am Raceland, our DM, and today we're jumping back in after the start of the Machine Madness. Uh, for some reason, all of the automatons in the city began attacking as the group were hanging out in a cafe. Uh, just so happened that there were robots running this cafe. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> weird that it's just coincidental. Um, and an immense chase that lasted three episodes uh, took place. During this time, Adam's gauntlet was thoroughly damaged, oh, and on top of that, they escaped with barely their lives, uh, while Bertram took a nasty hit towards Dirk uh, <laughs> by confusing him amongst he, a he's crowd. He's used to that. He's <laughs> uh, used to being confused. And I don't think Dirk was very happy about it, but we're going to find out what happens there as they are now finally safe inside Fulcrum's safe house. Uh, and yeah, I think that's where we are going to start now. As uh, the dust is kind of like settling, you guys are all sitting inside this quad motor. Uh, the engine shuts off. The door outside seems to have bolted shut just fine. Um, and you hear another door closing on the inside to seal you in even more. As you hear clanging, but the echoes are slowly getting quieter and it's just kind of just kind of going to a dull silence. Ah, uh, my head. Bertram, what'd you do to me? Where are we, Fulcrum? Ah. We're in my warehouse. Uh, shit. And he just hops out of the quad motor and starts walking away towards a door off at the other end of the garage. All right. Should... Can I, can I ask an obvious question? <clears throat> Should we be a little concerned with our automaton <clears throat> friend? I mean, did he not just get us through that? No, you shouldn't be concerned. Well, he shouts that from the other end of the room. Are you feeling okay? No. And he closes, aside from he walks out of the garage and closes the door behind him. That's reassuring. <laughs> Well, I don't... What are we doing here, then? I'm just going to look around the warehouse just to yeah. so, take it all in. So you're inside this garage area. Uh, there is a variety of different vehicles kind of like strewn about um, in various states of repair. Some fully functional. Some seem to be taken apart. There are a variety of like just random machinery that you just can't name off the top of your head, but... Uh, it looks like there's uh, a door off to another section of the warehouse that uh, Fulcrum went to. It's got high vaulted ceilings, too. Um, there's even like a, a, a crane of sorts up top as well to help move things around. Hmm. <laughs> Does it look like a, a crane that used to hang out with the Displacer Beast? It, it does. It looks a lot like a crane that used to hang out with the Displacer Beast. Oh, Same model and everything. Wow. Yeah. Dirk, Dirk just slowly looks at the crane, remembers being dropped from like 50 feet in the air onto a Displacer Beast, shudders a little bit like, mm, okay, uh, yep, let's go follow Fulcrum, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Adam will start headed towards the door Fulcrum closed behind him. Yeah, uh, as you open the door, um, it kind of opens up into this office area. Um, the ceiling is uh, about normal height, about, you know, eight, ten foot ceilings. You're not got these big vaulted ceilings like most warehouses. Um, but uh, as you enter in, it's got um, there's desks and in here it looks like it's kind of been turned into some sort of makeshift workshop. 
um, as you see a lot of tools strewn about, um, things that you would assume fall under Fulcrum's uh, artificer uh, expertise. expertise. Um, there's a variety of mechanical and also magical devices strewn about as well. Um, and Fulcrum has apparently cleared off a space and you see a large map uh, currently laid out in front of him on one of the desks. And he's just kind of like staring over it and his eyes are just darting back and forth as he's just kind of scanning the, the map. Um, and as you guys come a little bit closer, you guys can make out what the map is. It looks like it's a full map of the entire city. Um, and you can also tell that it's kind of a special map because um, he keeps flicking uh, his fingers over on the, the left-hand side of the map, touching certain uh, like um, markers. And every time he touches a different marker, it highlights a different area of the city. Like, you touch one for the streets, and it'll highlight all the streets. Then there's the sewers and like this. So it seems like it's a specialized map designed to uh, uh, better pinpoint different areas. Yeah, Dirk is definitely interested in this map because uh, knowing his way around is kind of a shtick. So uh, yeah. he's, he's going right to the table. All right, Fulcrum. What's the plan? Or are we making the plan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, making a plan. My brother is dead. What? Rector is dead. Uh, somehow I feel like that ties into our current predicament. Yeah, it happened at the exact same time all this, that wave that set this off happened. So, uh, any ideas why this, uh, autonomous... Apocalypse is going on. Sorry, still a little fuzzy. It's all right. Just sound it out. <clears throat> you know what, asshole? Next time, don't cast spells on me when I'm fighting on top of a freaking vehicle. Well, <clears throat> I just can't make that promise. <sighs> we're all good. We're all good. All right. Let's continue. Happened right about the time that wave went off, sending all this into motion. <sighs> this is something we were worried about. You all know, you heard it on the radio. Defense Industries has made an agreement with Automation Incorporated to start using automatons in the military. There are specialized units that are prototypes currently being built for this deal. However, there is one hang-up. There's this law created by my father decades ago, long before Rector took over. The law forced them to install these chips in every automaton to monitor their behaviors. That law was created because people became more afraid the more intelligent the automatons got. Ironically, the chips are what enabled this to happen. How, how do we know? Because mine was removed. Why were they put into, oh, into robots serving in a cafe? Because a law is a law, and the people feared what they couldn't understand. They couldn't believe that a fucking machine could have a soul. They only thought of them, us, as tools. Hmm. That's not fair. Dirk's a tool. <laughs> hey, <laughs> asshole! <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna remember this. I'm gonna remember all of today with you. <laughs> You'll get what's coming to you eventually. But right now, it's time Arthur? to get serious. Yeah, Adam's just sternly looking over the map. He's not even sure he heard what Bertram said. <laughs> your gauntlet's like sparking yeah, as you like scratch your, your face. Like, um, it just like <laughs> shocks his chin. Uh, and you remember like and... it's like completely like. It's just shattered and like in pieces right now. Like it still seems semi-functional, but you don't know how functional it is right now. All right. So these chips are the problem, right? Yeah. Do we know of any way of nullifying or destroying these chips on a mass scale inside? Nullifying, yes. Destroying, yes. But not quickly. Nullifying is definitely our best bet, but there's only one method to do it quickly. The control codes are inside Richter's brain. Oh, so 
Clearly someone... Yeah. I uh, I am sorry for you, brother. Truly. Mm. All right. So it sounds like somebody... Killed him to take over the command codes. They would have to know how automatons work, specifically ones like you, Fulcrum. Yes and no. Do you suspect any of your siblings might have a play in this? I genuinely do not know. My brother was in Automation Incorporated's tower in his office on the 100th floor when he died. That was the spark I felt just before everything happened. I felt him shut down. I have this connection because I hold the key code to restore him if we are able to recover his body. Oh, good. Without his physical body, it's impossible to restore him. Our bodies are so advanced and the materials needed to create us are rare. Even I could never dream of creating a replacement. Huh. Well, okay. So, so <clears throat> that is clearly our goal, to find where his body is. If we can find Rector and get him to me, I should be able to restore his memory and we should be able to shut this thing down. It is possible we could restore him from his office. He has equipment there that might be able to be used to make this all go away. But I'm not 100% certain it'll work. And we would have to get there and all this mayhem. Mm. Mm. Does your sister, uh, does she have this this thing um, within her? Or did she also remove it like you? I bet she did along with most, if not all, of my siblings, but I don't know for certain. All I know for certain is that Rector and I both had them removed. Rector's been applying pressure to the council for them to revoke these laws. He had attached it as a conditionally agreement with defense industries, stipulating that the agreement could not move forward until every automaton's chip was removed. So it seemed as if someone acted at the very last possible moment. Well, it sounds like we have to gear up and <clears throat> head out. Yeah. Adam's going to take out his page and write to Mudbreaker asking him, like, are you okay? Like, is, yeah. <laughs> how are so, things? <laughs> so you send a message to Mudbreaker, and the reply you get is a little disconcerting. So give me one moment, and I will read to you what it says. I'm trying to find my... I don't like this. Yeah, I was going to say, if it looks like it's coming out of a fucking typewriter, then we know how that situation is <laughs> going. So it's, it's handwritten, and it says, Attention all law enforcement officers. Emergency powers have been given to the CEO of Defense Industries, who has ordered the immediate return of all officers in the field and off-duty. Lady Arjas of the Soaring Scales has been assigned as the chief coordinator of the military efforts against the machine uprising, and as such is effectively your superior officer moving forward. Please be advised, any and all officers actively fleeing duty will be labeled as enemies of the state <laughs> and dealt with harshly. As your commanding officer and friend, I urge you to think carefully about your actions and to do the right thing. Signed, Sir Nergram. Mudbreaker. Does he ever sign shit like that? He never does, actually. No. And another thing Has is... Has he been a sir this whole time? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, you just, I know he was a knight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so... Just something we have in common. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's never given the respect he deserves. It's fine. Because he doesn't actually... Mudbreaker. Deserve. It's true. He, he but just you don't respect him. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that's true. Uh, he just doesn't lord it over people, so it's like it's kind of nice. Yeah, you know? no, he's not like Bertram. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't lorded it over anyone, mostly because I can't <laughs> because it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I will point out two other things here. Yeah, the word friend, carefully, and right thing are all capitalized. Adam's gonna Adam's gonna start uh fucking 
decrypting whatever Go ahead message and, this is. Why don't you start and write, uh, just make an insight check first. Got it. Because you guys have never like talked about any sort of secretive code. Right. Because like, why would you ever fucking need it? You literally have your own personal devices that you can just communicate with each other. How does a 28? <laughs> 28. Inside? Uh, you see, see into deeply into uh, his intentions just by reading this message. So you, as you read this, you look back to all of the conversations that you guys have had. Um, friend, he truly has come to respect you as equals is how you, you interpret this carefully. This is just him showing his care and that he wants you to be careful. And lastly, he tells you the most important thing, something that he wishes he could do because he's inspired by you guys to do the right thing. So he wants you to do the right thing. And you are quite certain that he does not think that listening to this message is the right thing to do. Um, I think Mudbreaker might be a hostage. I second that idea. It would be pretty easy for them to have captured him and basically force him to write this so and trying to get us all to go to one place that that sounds that sounds too sketchy for me and doesn't look good with the papers written recently about you adam right well we could fake our deaths you know many people (laughs) would have died and what just happened i think Given these circumstances, if the issue is resolved with this uprising, we can handle whatever flack comes after. Yeah, we, we could just leave after we set things right. Yeah, this, this, is, this is not what we're supposed to do. I was tempted to just write in uh, my page. I quit, but I think that would make them start looking for us. So maybe faking our death or just, I don't know, uh, might be a um, decent way to buy us some time. Does Adam know if these pages are trackable? That's a good the, question. By the mm-hmm. police department. Um... Ooh, like with divination. Can, we, if that's can I actually, can, can you make an arcana roll? Yes, I can. It's a high DC. I mean, they could locate objects. 20. 20. Okay. So you think it, it would take some highly specialized uh, magic um, via, like Bertram just suggested, a locate object spell could be used to possibly locate your individual pages. However, the search radius on that spell is not great. So... While that is only a second-level spell, a higher-level version of that spell could possibly be used to search a larger area of that. But that's a lot of resource-intensive magic during a high-crisis situation. So you think it is possible, but highly unlikely. Have For, uh, unless you guys are truly a high-priority target, you don't see it being logical that they would try and find you either via your pages or via just literally scrying you. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, which you guys don't have protection against. No, nope, sure don't. Unless you are in his, uh, 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 unless you guys are inside your house, which would also defeat the purpose because, you know. They know our address. Exactly. Have, <laughs> have automatons ever been known to use magic? Yes, yeah. Uh, Got it. Automatons are intrinsically linked to magic. Got it. Um, their, their bodies are both arcane and mechanical. Nuts. All right. Cheaters. Um, some actually will argue that the uh, power that is used to keep them alive instead of food is straight up arcane magic that is drawn from the sun. Uh, the, the tower in the center of the city, Voltaire Tower, um, that absorbs the energy from the sun is used to charge them on a daily basis. Some argue that that power is um, akin to arcane power. So, Well, there's an idea. Yeah. As as Adam uh, says exactly what our DM has just said out loud. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, okay, we could mess up a tower, but that would ruin friends of ours. Like, yeah, that's not the only charging source in the city, Adam. Yeah, Adam. Duh. That's also a longer term issue. 
Even if we take out the power source and wait for their power to run dry, a lot of people, automatons and organics alike, will die. Kind of a problem. Quick action to shut this down is the best way to keep both sides safe. Because the automatons are just as much innocent as bystanders. Then our first, we should get, we should get moving to your brother's tower. Now. Yeah. I agree, but the tricky part is how you're going to get there. I think I can better serve you by staying here and working on some alternative solutions. Um, and as he looks up, he kind of looks over at your gauntlet, Adam. Uh, Dirk, Dirk also goes uh, rummaging around in his bag and pulls out his briefcase, goes and sets it down in a in an open enough space, hits the button. Hey, Fulcrum, I think we got rides covered for us at least. And well, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think we should. I don't think we should take a quad motor. I think the sewers might actually, unfortunately, no, Bertram, no, I, no, be no. the best. Never again. Option. Okay, never again. Let's take the big-ass tank that has a turret on it. Hello? Anyone? Okay. Those could fit in the sewers. As he points to the bikes. I hate you so much. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ooh. Fulcrum, how much cool magical stuff do you have here? And can we have it? And do do you have means of crafting magically? Not on such short notice. Okay. You're welcome to scavenge whatever you like from here. Gotcha. However, most of the junk here isn't exactly functional. It's mostly just unused components. Adam, we need to have a chat. Can you come over here? It's ominous. And he points over to his one of his work areas. Adam's just going to dart his eyes back and forth between Dirk and Bertram and then walk over to... I'm just mouthing, careful. <laughs> and walk over to Fulcrum. Adam, take off your gauntlet. Let me see that. Adam hesitates for just a second before taking the gauntlet off and handing it over to Fulcrum. He looks at it and then he kind of looks up at you. And he like he, he seems to be looking kind of deeply into your eyes when he does this. Can I tell why? I've been feeling tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Your 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 NPC character has the hots for your character. No, no. He. These items are very special. The materials meant to bond to a host, making you this gauntlet's host. I'm sure you've noticed it changing to fit you specifically, and I'm sure Bertram and Dirks have changed to fit Lamb as well. This material is naturally and extremely resilient. So for it to become damaged like this so easily, it implies your soul might be damaged too. I'm not sure if I should take that as a compliment or (laughs) a warning. Wait, wait, you're saying something's broken with Adam? I don't know if we're there. No, you guys are in the same room. Like, he's not being like, if you guys are being quiet, just like kind of like paying attention to this this discussion, that's, that's up to you, but like, Oh yeah, no. Dirk, Dirk is like on the, on the ceiling, like right behind them. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're giving them no privacy at all. Gotcha. So cool. I'm just uh, gonna be studying the map. Okay. All right. Is everything okay, Adam? Has something happened recently? All right. Now I'm paying attention. Because if nothing's going on with you, then this here wouldn't be possible. Now I can fix the gauntlet, but. Adam, are you going to be all right? Well, nothing comes to mind, but if you know a good therapist that would be willing to work during an apocalypse, then <laughs> put me in the right direction. Well, he did decide to throw a fireball in his friend's face during a training exercise, so, I mean, there's that. Is that normal? No. No. We, we don't go lethal when we train. He He snapped. I don't know what caused it, but he snapped. To be honest, I've been thinking about that, Dirk, as Adam looks up to the ceiling uh, at Dirk. <laughs> at Dirk. <laughs> just imagine, like, whatever you're wearing. Yeah, it's, like, it's, all, it's all just <laughs> drooping down. <laughs> I actually visited the library between then and now, and I think that 
experience was something akin to PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. Hmm. Well, we have been through some shit. Maybe you other stuff that we may or may not know about? Question mark? Yeah. At the time, this one, if I recall, involved my dad and mom in some scheduled violence of my past. Scheduled violence. Um, since when have you <clears throat> been able to cast Fireball? I don't know that we've seen it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Until then. <laughs> that never really occurred to me for some reason. You, it didn't occur to you that you cast a spell without knowing how. Well, I didn't consciously put that on my list of things to cast. So Adam has the ability to sometimes cast a spell or multiple spells, depending on what the case may be, when he's under great stress, because I hit him pretty hard when he did that. I don't know. Hmm. I think it was a combination of that and just the activity we were doing, place we were doing it in, maybe some similarities to those events of my past. And <clears throat> not to always be the person to state the obvious, but I feel I have to. You're currently accused of using a fireball on those that may not have deserved it? Well... You were there. I know, but it's... And I don't remember that, but it's strikingly concerning a bit. Dirk is trying to remember if there was ever a time that, like, Adam was really acting weird and, like, maybe any suspicious activity that was out of his norm back at home. Uh, back at Other home. Other than always. Define, define back at home. Do you mean back in uh, your home I, in Adelphia? I, sh I, sh I should say back before before the apocalypse. Like, did Dirk like notice him sneaking out or anything weird like that? Or should I make a roll of some sort? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think you would have noticed because there really wasn't any sort of behavior like that. Okay. The instances, uh, all all instances that we're referring to right now have have been shared. Uh, yeah. like when they happen, that's, that's when they all happened. You gotcha. had the incident in the library. You, you had, there was a small incident in the cafe where you guys noticed that Adam zoned out earlier. Mm -hmm. You're not sure what's up with that. Um, but he, he kind of like zoned off out looking out, uh, into the distance and thought he saw someone. So I don't know if you mentioned it was your mother that you thought you saw, but. I don't think so. Um, but you guys did definitely notice him zoning out. Then there was the issue with the, the attack on you. There have been, like, very small episodes, almost, where Adam seems to have just not been himself for a very short period of time. Right. But that's all you have to go off right now. Right. Well, until we know more about what's wrong with me, I guess, we should try to focus on the task at hand, which is mm. reversing this... Apocalypse. Yes, but we also need you at your best. We need to be able to count on you. And so we also need that gauntlet. And if that gauntlet requires you to be whole, we should try to do at least something if we can. We don't really even know where to start. Well, um, <clears throat> we'll start with Fulcrum patching it for now. And then we will have to <coughs> help Adam patch himself. So he takes the gauntlet and he's... I'll get right to work. Feel free to look over the map or look around in the junk heap for anything useful. Other than that, take a load off so you're at full strength when you head back out. Food's in there. Ooh. Don't get too excited. Ooh. It's not exactly flavorful. So he, he heads over and he starts to get to work on the gauntlet. Um, leaving you guys to your devices once more. So right now, you guys are in a warehouse that has a variety of different magical 
equipment that are maybe pieces of things. So right now, I'm going to kind of give you guys a little bit of creative freedom here. Mm -hmm. And if you have something that you'd like to try and jury rig, so to speak, magically, I'm going to let you guys come up with that on the spot. Obviously, don't go overboard. The less overpowering it is, the more likely it is for you to find it. Um, but there will be a role to decide whether or not you can have this item. So Adam's going to look for pieces to uh, mount a grappling hook onto his gauntlet. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so that should be not much of an issue at all. So go ahead and give me an investigation check. I'm good at those. Okay. 22. 22. Okay, cool. Uh, and then now you're going to roll a um, just a straight dex check for me. 20. Wow. 20. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so you did great. Um, so yeah, you working with, with Fulcrum because he's currently working on the gauntlet, you're able to find um, kind of like the pieces for this as he's working on it and be, are able to bring it over to him and like kind of assist him into in like adding these to the gauntlet. No problem. Easy to do. Um, he says... This edition won't hold up forever, but you should be able to get a few good uses out of it. Um, so you assume you have a few uses out of it, at least. Um, okay. All right. So is there anyone else who would like to go? So Dirk is interested in one of two things. Either one, figuring out a way to allow Zed to be invisible. Okay. Or a way to enhance or increase his capacity for using lightning and some of his spells. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and give me an investigation check. Okay. And then we'll decide. Uh, do you have one that you want over the other? Is there one that is higher priority to you? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think I think Zed going invisible would be okay. his priority. Okay. What did you get for your investigation? Um... 12. 12. Okay. Well, oh, investigation. Uh, that's plus seven. So that's actually 19. 19. Okay. Uh, so, yes, you are able to, um, you're able to find a material that is meant uh, as a form of um, camouflage. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not quite straight up invisibility. Right. But it does help to uh, get to that sort of effect. And you are able to use the tools that are there to kind of fashion. Um, kind of like a, a, a cloak for uh, Dirk. Or not for Dirk, for um, for Zed. Because it's just right. a smaller piece of material. You're able to cut it down and fit it to to Zed. Um, but because he's, he's arcane in nature, he kind of like almost fuses to it. Right. Um, you like uh, dismiss him for a moment after you do it and it stays on him. And then when you bring him back, it kind of almost like form fits to him. So Sweet. Zed now is kind of, he's not invisible, but much more chameleon-like. Gotcha. So uh, we'll say that he has advantage on stealth checks. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, and then let's move on to Bertram. I would like, <clears throat> while I uh, start looking around, mm -hmm. I would like to take out my Pearl of Power okay. and refresh my third level spell slot. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, you guys are also going to take the effects of a short rest, obviously, perfect. during this time. So um, anything I like that is perfect, too. Uh, awesome. I'll roll hit dice in a second. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see if there's any tubes and baffles <laughs> that I could put on the end of my boomstick to suppress it. Okay. All right. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Could make an investigation check first. I can't give myself bardic inspiration <laughs> at this level. You cannot. Oh, sucks. Is that a level nine thing? I don't know. Bards suck. Okay. <laughs> you keep saying that. They do. Uh, 15. But you still went with the bard. <laughs> well, because I, I wanted to fit with the rest of the aesthetic of what we're doing, and we needed a face. That's so, fair. There fair. we go. <clears throat> uh, 15. 15. Okay. Um, so you are, the equipment that you would need for this is not difficult to find. Mm -hmm. uh, so you are able to definitely find what you need, but I need you to now make an intelligence check. Ha <laughs> ha. Good look. Uh, you... 14. 14. Okay. You fashion something that is serviceable, <laughs> but... Oh, I'm sorry. 13. 13. Uh, same thing. We're going to say you fashion something that's serviceable, 
However, you don't know to the extent of its durability. How long it'll last. Exactly. Fair so you, it's all, you're probably only <clears> going <throat> to get a couple uses out of it, all right. if at all. If, if it probably will be at least one, possibly a couple more, but that that's about it. So. Okay, not a problem. Um, I will uh, keep that handy, but okay. I won't put it on the gun yet. Sounds good. Okay, uh, so that is it for your magical devices. Um, right. And... Dirk is definitely gonna go to the map and try to map out like inside the sewers to get to our destination. So okay, yeah. Uh, so that's uh, what he's gonna be working on. Okay. Um, so currently, you guys are in the um, East Gate district of the city. That's uh, where this warehouse is located. It's where you guys live. So you guys are fairly, are extremely familiar with this area of the city. However, um, where you guys are aiming to go is towards the literal heart of the city. And uh, at the heart of the city, there there are five skyscraper-sized buildings, each that reach up 100 floors. Um, and, and all of them kind of uh, spiral in on each other. Um, and at the very center, there's a central room that is the uh, council chambers of the city. So this is where the five CEOs and the eight counselors of each of the districts meet to make decisions for the city. Um, that being said, is you do know that one of those towers is uh, Automation Incorporated's tower, and at the very top is Rector's office, which is your goal. However, it's also the most central point of the city, and it probably will be swarming with the most automatons. So to get to there is only the first step. Getting up there is the second. Um, and getting there shouldn't be too difficult. Uh, go ahead. And Dirk, I'm going to have you roll with advantage for me. Okay. Yeah, because Dirk has, uh, I think, two two traits or something that helps yeah. him with his, this. He has city secrets yeah. uh, and um, street navigation. Okay. So both of those things will help you in this. Uh, unfortunately, street navigation will not because right. that's more of a situation where you are more familiar with the area and are able to kind of like figure out where businesses and locations are. Sure. It doesn't necessarily help you within the sewers. Sure. However, because you have a map in front of you All right. and you're kind of like planning this out, I want you to roll me a straight intelligence check with advantage to see if you can uh, uh, what sort of route you can come up with as the quickest and um, one that makes the most sense. Okay. Just an intelligence check? Yeah, straight intelligence check with advantage, obviously. All right, what is that? Uh, not the best. Uh, 14. Okay, so the 14, um, you are able to determine that there are uh, roughly about three routes that would work for what you're trying to do. However, you're still kind of struggling to determine whether or not uh, taking the bimotors through those areas is necessarily safe. Right. Uh, because as you remember from being in the sewers before, there are areas where there's kind of like these cisterns and it's uh, much deeper water there and they probably can't drive through that. You also don't know, maybe they're, uh, the, it's harder to tell based on the elevation of them. Some parts of the sewers are just lower than the others to try and help flow the water down. While in those areas, the water is slightly higher. So the three paths that you've chosen, um, all could possibly have these issues and you're unable to just say this is the best one unfortunately right. however you kind of have still a contingency with the extra two paths right. to switch to it just means if you are forced to it'll take longer right um so yeah is, is there any other preparations that you guys would like to do uh i have a housekeeping question of course i don't know if i have a false memory or not did my gun misfire during the chase i believe so i think it did i'd like to take the action to try to yeah. fix that i think it's i don't know what my misfire um is on the boomstick i think your misfire is probably just a one okay it's it's a very so i need a nine or better uh because the other one i think was two yes okay yeah the other one is I mean, two and that would make sense yeah this yeah is... yeah the, bo the boomstick is is mega awesome gun Natural 20. There you go. <laughs> okay. Does my misfire chance not go up because the natural 20? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah, it didn't go up. Yes. Uh, and then on top of that, like, you're in you're in the, the creator's workshop. Like, right. He, he fixes it for you, if not. Like, 
he goes to offer to help you as you're like, and you're like, I have to learn. And then like, as, as he's just like, uh, wait. All right, I guess you got it. He goes back. All right. Uh, so he brings it over to his, uh, uh, he brings over the gauntlet to Adam. And Adam, as you look at it, it looks, the areas that were broken are still visibly broken. Um, and now there's this patchwork um, kind of like metal uh, wrapping around it to kind of like hold it in place almost. And then on top of that, he has attached the um, the grappling hook with you. That should do the trick. Be careful with it, though. Until your mental state is stable and still vulnerable. You be careful out there. I'm depending on you. And that ain't something I'm used to doing. <laughs> we'll do our best. Yeah. Thanks for fixing this up. We're all we're all depending on us. <laughs> and of course, the alternative ain't great either. Well, that's ominous. What does that mean? It means I don't have a plan B at the moment. Well, um, hopefully you won't come to that. And, you know, if... I know you heard me before when I was wondering if we should be concerned about you, and I do want to sincerely apologize. It, it, it wasn't meant in a... a you know, in an insulting way. Uh, and I hope, you know, <clears throat> if for some reason there's reason to doubt us, that you'd extend, extend us the same trust. Um, so I, I do apologize, but we will do everything we can to help your family. Um, <laughs> even if two-thirds of us, two-thirds of them want to ruin us, <clears throat> we, we will help if we can. I'm just going to hold out my hand to shake his. Uh, yeah, he, he reaches out and shakes your hand. Says, Good luck out there. Stay safe. Stay safe. Um, so roughly about an hour has passed in this time. You guys have had a chance to kind of recuperate, eat some of the rations that he, he pointed out to you guys. Um, and you guys feel ready, or at least as ready as you're ever going to be, to head out. What's up? One last thing. Uh... Does Fulcrum perhaps have any texts on automatons in this warehouse or workshop that Adam might be able to bring with him? You don't exactly see a lot of books. Hmm. Is any operations manuals? Anything not like really, that? nothing on automatons in here. There's a few things on like mechanical theory. Uh, a few things on uh, the, the arcane nature. Machines. What's that? <laughs> the four simple machines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, you don't see anything that's that's extremely like relevant. Unfortunately, that's right. not really what he's into, like literature wise. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, so it's all erotica. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it's all erotica. Um, oh, erotica joking. might be more helpful in this. <laughs> oh man. No, it's it's most of what he has is things that are good for reference when it comes to uh, his specific line of work. Which is the creation of magical items mm. and mechanical items. All so. right. Um, is there a way for Dirk to have or bring a map, if not the map, with them? Uh, this map is actually quite large. Uh, we'll say it's like three foot by four foot. So it'd be kind of hard for you to bring this and effectively right. use it. Right. Um, there, you have a smaller map of the city. Okay. On your personal, uh, and it's not like it's giving us a uh, UAV or like no, live, no, it, yeah, live it's not live, like anything like that. Like yeah. destroyed areas are not showing up on this. It's just it's highly useful because like different keys that you would normally have on the map, it allows you to highlight them. Right. Like you can actually like click like all of the the trees, and it'll like make all the trees actually like show up better on there, so you can tell where all of the the uh, uh, greenery vegetation is. is in the city. Okay, um, gotcha. Like you can. The parks like glow when that happens or like the different roads. There's one for the railways. There's one for the sewers, which is what you were using mainly. Mm. But unfortunately, it's not nope. like perfect because it elevation. And well, then uh, Dirk is definitely going to like do his best to kind of mark his map mm -hmm. along the three potential yeah. routes. OK, cool. Uh, so you're like making a quick copy of, of the routes that you're going to take. Right. If he could, he's going to try to like scale the big map down so he can literally place his <laughs> map over top <laughs> and just kind of trace it. So, so like as you're I doing this, you're like it. thinking to yourself, didn't, didn't Adam have someone make up a map of the sewers, get together a, a map of the sewers for us? Oh, 
when we're doing that. Uh, do, 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 do we have a sewers map? Let's, let's check. As, as, a, as a player, um, and, and Adam, if we do, I didn't write it down. Adam is a character. Uh, Ghost reach for his briefcase that we canonically established <laughs> while in the cafe, Adam left at home. Oh, <laughs> nuts! <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Bertram's just gonna roll his eyes. <laughs> just like when you spend time to pick out a gift and get I a think custom it was, made. I think that was done. They don't even use it. I, I think so too. But I'm just saying it's funny now because like <laughs> that would be useful. <laughs> yeah, it's always useful. <laughs> uh, like, is that where? the map would have been it probably would have been in your your uh your folio your endless folio yeah yeah i was, I was gonna it's like a filing cabinet oh, holding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah. it's That's either nicely tucked away in his briefcase or it's like all scrounged up in dirk's bag of holding <laughs> one of the two Dirk, dirk's gonna go scrounging it? uh yeah you go scrounging come up empty-handed Ah. You somehow come out with pudding. You don't know where that came from, but <laughs> there's no pudding. <laughs> it's not a big deal. We've already traced from uh, Fulcrum's map anyway. That's that's true. Yep. Um, yep. Dirk, can you lead us to the most nearby sewer access? Yeah. Did we agree on the sewers? I, d- I just Bertram. I just would you, would you rather go up with all those automatons coming after us? Yes. We can we can handle a gator or two if we run into it. Speak for your damn self. Hey, you can you can stay in the middle. That way you're not in the front or the back. Oh, good. So I just see you get eaten first and then me second. Well, at least if I get eaten, you two can run away. They're fucking large. <laughs> People are dying while you argue. Let's go. <sighs> Come on, losers. Uh, dirt. Dirk uh, pulls out the galoshes and tosses them at, <laughs> at Bertram. There's <laughs> the galoshes out of his okay. bag of holding. So, so these galoshes were put in there before uh, uh, Dirk started like becoming a more neat person. Can I? They they still have the they way. still have the slime on the, from last time. I don't time. want to touch these at all. They're not wet, but they're not dry either. <laughs> Go ahead and roll that next save. <laughs> Adam's Adam's is gonna press to digitate them, uh, clean Be- as possible before or after they hit, hit Bertram. You know what? Just <laughs> after, <laughs> just because of all of the fucking. <laughs> what did you roll? Thirteen. Okay, no, they hit you. <laughs> so it splatters you with dried, crusty, just just sewer dust. I'm. What was once slime is now dust all over you. And then Adam prestidigitates the galoshes and then Bertram. You still feel unclean? <laughs> yes. You are clean, but you feel unclean. I know. It's, uh, yes. <laughs> Dirk just kind of s- smirks to himself slightly as he turns. Turns. All right, come on, let's go. Yeah, Adam's, Adam's walking with Dirk. Okay. Uh, so you guys head towards uh, the first... They're the closest entrance into the sewers. Now, you must leave the building, obviously, to get there, uh, to get to a si- uh, sizable hole that you guys can enter through. Um, so during this, I need all of you to make stealth checks. I was going to say, uh, Dirk wants to, with Zed, kind of uh, have Zed fly around uh, to do a quick scout okay. um, while while <gasps> Dirk uh, you know, looks through his eyes. Okay. So go ahead, go ahead and make a perception check first, obviously, before okay. we head out then. Um, 11. 11, okay. So as Zed is flying around, you notice that the smog buildup in the area is uh, kind of high right now. Um, there's kind of like this low-hanging like fog, too. It just kind of starts to be clinging to the air, giving like this, this uh, extra humidity to it. And it makes it kind of difficult for um, Zed to get both a high enough vantage point and to uh, see far enough out to give you a, a better like look. Currently, he does not see anything concerning, but that doesn't mean that there isn't something there. Right. So, um, nah. you guys can proceed how you wish. So yeah, as uh, as Dirk's eyes uh, roll back or roll back to normal because they were rolled back into his head as he was looking. Yeah, it's uh, pretty smoggy out there. Zed couldn't see much. Um, 
and he snaps his fingers and Zed reappears on his shoulder. All right. Um, yeah, we got to go quietly as, as quietly as we can. So if you guys have anything loose dangling about, let's, let's get those secure because, uh, <laughs> we get caught out there. It's going to get dicey. Will do. And maybe we should stick to the rooftops until we get to the sewer access. Uh, Dirk thinks to himself, uh, there, there was automatons that are flying about, hovering about, correct? Um, you did notice that there were some kind of off in the distance. Um, it seemed like you were clear, though, from what you for, could see. For, for here, but I just mean in general, like in their interactions, there are automatons that fly around yes. or hover around. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, if we do that, we're going to be kind of exposed to any airborne automatons. I figure there's plenty of smog and less likely that we'll run into an airborne automaton than one that's walking on two feet. That is a fair assessment. And I particularly am fond of buildings, building tops myself. Bertram, that or the sewers? I'd rather die. Well, I meant so, I meant rooftops first, and then down to the sewers. Yes, yes. All right. Um, it's a bit of a vertical movement, but all right, I'm in. Okay, let's let's do this. All right, so let's do a uh, uh, let's do individual stealth checks because you guys are good at them. So we're not yep. doing a group stealth check. Fuck that. Are we good at it? Yes. I, I got thirteen. What's your bonus? I get five. Hmm. Okay. We're okay, Adam. Yeah, you're okay, Adam. 13. I rolled a five on the die, plus 12, so 17. Okay. So, I'm sorry. Dirk's good at them. Uh, I also got a 17. Okay, so, yeah. So I'm sorry. 19. All right. 12 plus 7. Uh, so, you guys um, are climbing up the building. I need all of you to make athletics checks as well. Oh, also, before we started climbing the buildings, uh, Dirk... Uh, would have told Bertram to touch the the green fletching on his arrow, and like Bertram, shit hits the fan for you. Snap your fingers and imagine you're holding this arrow, and you'll come to me. Okay. All right. There you go. That's that's <laughs> that's new. That's an interesting use of the item. I like it. I mean, I'm down. That's cool. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. I like I'll, it. I'll stroke his <laughs> stroke his fletching. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> and then we're climbing the building. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so let's get just a athletics check for this one's definitely group athletics. Uh, check, but. Okay. I was going to say Dirk could just walk up the building, tie off a rope and yeah, drop that's fine. it for yeah, Bertram that's cool. to help. Yeah. So don't even roll that in that case. Oh, thank you God. guys cool. can mechanically do this without <laughs> issue. Um, so yeah, you guys are easily able to get up there and it's not even like it's a high building for you guys to get up to. You don't even have to use a rope. Like you could just um, one by one kind of just like stand in the middle, grab one of them, reach down, like pull them up and help them up onto the roof um, using minimal movement. Um, so everyone is able to get up on top of the roof. But as you get there, you notice that the f the smog is beginning to clear a little bit. And um, as you're pulling uh, uh, Adam up onto the roof, and you guys are kind of like huddled behind like this this uh, doorway, you see an automaton that is kind of normally not noticed by you, but you know they exist in the city. There are these small um, automatons that are, are kind of like the shape of a ball, and they have these propellers that uh, span out from them in uh, each of the four cardinal directions. They're basically a drone, and they're used for messages. However, you see one hovering near you right now, and you hear it just begin to beep. This low, slow tone. Beep. 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 And it starts to rise up into the air and move away from you guys as it does so. Wait, 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 wait. Was it like not beeping before and then it beeped when it thaws or yeah, has it, it just seemed, been beeping When constantly? you first noticed it, you heard it beeping. Okay, okay. Okay. You don't know if it was beeping before. You don't know what that means. All you know is it started to beep and it starts flying away. It's not communicating on auto, is it? <laughs> 
Ooh, that's good. Uh, make an intelligence check. I'm gonna see if you know what it is. We're, yeah, we'll, I'll give you that. I speak auto. You do, you do. Yeah, but like, like this isn't them speaking a language. This is more like- That's fair, that's fair. I roll, I, I'm terrible. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a four. That's a four? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's trying sound. to find its keys. It's that's, <laughs> that's what's happening. It's it's just, it dropped his message and it's trying to find it. Um, Dirk is uh, pulling out his bow. Should I take it out? Um. It's uh, slowly sliding up into the, the clouds more. You have to make a decision now. I make noise once it hits the ground. Yeah, no. Uh, Dirk, Dirk's gonna Dirk's gonna hold off and just let it go and hope he made the right decision. Okay. Um, as you do that, you're kind of like sitting there. You hear the crunch on the gravel of the roof uh, towards the opposite side of the roof as metallic feet land. Great. And as you turn, you can see them now. There are four automatons, sleek and have this uh, dark metal or uh, dark gray color to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't shine. It's very matte. Uh, And in their hands are these blades in one. And on the other, there is literally a fucking cannon. And they begin to glow with arcane energy. Nope. Nope. Fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, fuck. Uh, Surrender or die. I don't even cast this spell. And... So much for yep. the fucking stealth checks. Shit. <laughs> Next time on Dice Heist, we'll find out what happens. Balls! As the defense automaton prototypes attack. Prototype bitches. That's true. Uh, or are you the bitches? We don't know yet. We'll find <laughs> we'll out. We'll find out. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I rolled randomly to... So, yeah. I rolled randomly to see what kind of bot you encountered. And yeah. and running into one of these messenger bots was the pretty much the only way that your stealth check was going to be ch- uh, uh, defeated. So... Now we know. Nuts. <sighs> yep. Now you know the messenger bots are used to kind of like... Z- Find people. Yep. Um, all right. Oh. So, yeah. Next time on Dice Heist, we're going to hop on to, into this combat, rolling for initiative, and you guys get to see the full brunt of these automatons. Catch you guys next time. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. If you like what you've just listened to, why not help us out by spreading the word of the show? Tell a friend, family member, or coworker. The more people that listen, the more we can improve the show for you, our listeners. Another great thing you could do to help the show is writing a review and subscribing on whatever podcast network you use to listen to us, like Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, and so many more. Don't forget to check out patreon.com slash diceheist, where we always have great content for all, not just our members. Give it a try, and if you feel it's worth it, we would greatly appreciate your patronage. I'd like to thank all the people that make this show possible, starting with Aaron, Bronson, and Nick, for being amazing partners in this crazy show. Our intro and outro today is Something for Now by our very own Nick. I can't forget my partner behind the screen and wife, Erica for her support and her constant help with writing, ideas, and of course, the show notes. And of course, we can't forget BattleBards.com for their help improving our show with their expansive library of music. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Dice underscore Heist and 
on Facebook at Dice Heist Podcast. Feel free to reach out to us there or send us an email at diceheistpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Dice Heist. To Thostor Greg. You'll get there. You came up with the name, right? I know. <laughs> See, this is the worst part. Is it sounded right when I said I, it I the it. first time and I did. I feel it. Fastor? <laughs> mm hmm.